Let's talk Africa, the Africanness of Africa, the beauty, its people, our peculiarities. When we had the appearance, why are they not going to school the same way I am going to school? Then I, I was naive. This is on Zip Stories. I am DS Bello. And welcome to Onset Stories, where we come every single time to listen, learn, grow, and most importantly, get inspired. This is Onset Stories Africa, and as usual, I am your host for today, D.S. Bello. Now, I'm excited about today because I am not alone. Yep, yep, yep. I am not alone. I'm doing this with someone whose work attracted me on social media. So, before I introduce our guest for today, let's take a quick break and when we come back, then I'm going to tell you who I am on the show with today. Super, super, super honored to be with Victor. I'm not going to say your surname because I don't want people to think we're siblings. (laughs) 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 He's Victor Bellu. I don't know how I became his daughter. I thought that he would say I am his sister. But (laughs) Victor, am I your daughter or your sister or your mother? Which one? (laughs) <laughs> my mother <laughs> my mother <laughs> alright welcome to the show honestly just a little bit about what I have noticed Victor do as a journalist I have covered stories I have if you follow me closely you would know that I tell stories about the Almagiri children I have visited a lot of um, Almajiri camps. My friend and I were, at some point, we were like almost Almajiri reporters because we felt that if, if we add our voice to the Almajiri cause, maybe something was going to happen. I, I went as far as connecting it with one of the programs that Vlamido Sanusi did at the State House in Abuja. And, you know, I tried my best just to see that their voices are heard. Something is done, you know. But I never thought that I could actually do what you're doing, right? So let me not sell the story out. Honestly, that was what attracted me to what you do on social media. So tell us, what is your relationship with the Advantage Children? Okay, thank you so much once again for having me on the show today. It's, it's a great privilege knowing you, Docas. It's a great privilege knowing you, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Victor Bellu. I, I reside and work here in Jos. I grew up in rural Nigeria, Kaduna to be precise. My parents are in Kaduna. I'm from Kogi State, but I grew up in Kaduna and I'm currently living in Jos. 
I run an organization, the Victor Bello Foundation. We try to see how we can create relevance among vulnerable people, especially vulnerable children. And we've been doing this in the best way we can. The Almajiri project is an initiative under the organization and it's been running for three months now getting to three months while the organization has been running for getting to four years now how i started the almajiri project and what's my relationship with the almajiris growing up as a child in kaduna going to school every day in the north it's a normal future when you go out on the streets and you see hundreds of children roaming on the streets depending on begging for daily survival so I had that experience growing up as a child, seeing the Almajiris every day whenever I am going to school. Sometimes I'll end up giving them my feeding money, or if I buy ice cream, yogurt, I'll divide it and share for them. Sometimes if I have food, I'll pour it out of my flax and give to them to eat. I started realizing that this was a problem since my childhood. I felt I'm, I have the opportunity and I am going to school every day but what happened to these children? Where are these children? Where are their parents? Why are they not going to school the same way I am going to school? Then I, I was naive then, so I didn't really know much. But growing up, I started studying what the Almajiri system was about. I started making research. Why do they have to be on the streets? Yes, they are learning their religion, but why do they have to be on the streets begging? I feel like this is one of the major problems threatening the future of Northern Nigeria today. If a five-year-old Almajiri child becomes 20 years old, what happens to him? What's the fate of this child? child that is exposed on the streets, no moral upbringing, exposed to negative influence. I feel like these are the people that kidnappers recruit, terrorists recruit. And if nothing is being done today, trust me, we'll have more kidnappers in the nearest future. So it's been a problem, it's been a burden personally in my heart and I've been thinking of possible ways on how I can contribute my own quota in solving this Almajiri problem. Before I started my organization, one time I had a workshop with UNICEF yeah. and I brought the idea what I wanted to do. 2017, that was the first step I ever took in this Almajiri project. I said, okay, let me see what I can do. I started reaching out to community leaders, reaching out to Almajiris. I'll talk to them time to time or visit them in their homes. But I realized that it wasn't yielding any results. And it was more like they were chasing me away because of the Malams. I think the Malams were scared that I am a Christian and I'm trying to bring in my religion to these people. So it wasn't working then. I became very, very scared because of, you know, how things can be. So I stopped. So I wanted to ask you, yeah? So at that point, what were you doing? Were you just going to their house? What was, what was going through your mind? I just wanted the children to be happy. I just wanted to see how I can sacrifice my time, resources, to see that I contribute to make them better people. Then I didn't really had idea of, okay, what, what else can I do aside giving them food, giving them money? But I was really concerned about their well-being and education, yeah, definitely. 
I, I wasn't seeing it possible because I've had stories of people that have tried doing this before, even the past president. I was going they, to go there. Yeah, but it didn't work. Mm. Because I remember one time, one time in Kaduna where I followed my dad to work and I saw police, police chasing imaginary children. And I asked my dad, Daddy, what's, what's happening? He said that good luck said that he must go to school, <laughs> that he knew school for that, that he must go to school. Then I said, okay, wow, that's a good initiative. Education is, education should be a must for every child. I love this. But I came to realize that that approach was not it. Why do you think that that approach is not it? If I am a child and you want to give me a biscuit to eat, you're forcing me to eat that biscuit, I will not take the biscuit because I am not collecting it from you from my heart. I'm collecting it from you because you want me to eat the biscuit. I just came to realize that these children don't like the system of Western education. Okay. Yeah, they don't like the system of Western education. You know, when Western education came to Nigeria, it was Christian missionaries that brought it. So most, the Muslims were rejecting Western education when it came newly because they thought Christian missionaries were trying to bring in um, Christianity to them in form of Western education. So a lot of people that are uneducated, uneducated Muslims still find it difficult to, 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 to be educated, especially these Almajiri Malams. So the Malams were really against forcing the children to go to school because they are learning the Quran. Now the Almajiri system, it, it's like Sunday school in, in, in Christianity yeah. where children learn about Jesus Christ. The Almajiri, they learn about their Quran. Now this learning of Quran, I think Mondays to Wednesdays, from Mondays to Wednesday, 8 to, to, 8 to 12, they learn the Quran, then they go for break and come back to and they learn for about two or one hour, then they go back and look for food to eat. Now, when Good Luck brought the idea, Good Luck was saying they should go to school. Now, he, he saying they should go to school means they should stop learning the Quran. So to them, it was like he was trying to stop them from learning their religion. And you know one thing with fanatics, it's very difficult. You can't just bring up something they are not used to and you want them to just buy into the idea. It's very difficult. So what are you doing that is different? I tried doing the same thing in 2020. In fact, I had this mentality that I want to end the Almagery system. But in 2020, I came to realize that it's the Almagery system is not really a bad idea. Yeah. But it's the way the system is going that is bad. Now, if they are learning their religion, Monday to Wednesdays, and this Monday to Wednesdays, they have a specific time they are learning their religion. Now, you don't just come in and want them to buy your idea and change their own mentality. Now, you fit into what they already believe. That was what I did. Alright, so, if you are just listening to us, this is Unsaved Stories Africa. And uh, just to give um, a little explanation to what Almajri is, the word Almajri is derived from the Arabic word Al-Muhajarun, which means an immigrant. So it usually refers to a person who migrates from his home to a popular teacher 
in the quest for Islamic knowledge. Now, um, a little bit of history, especially in Nigeria, is that um, from what I have discovered, which I am going to play somewhere along the line of this podcast, is from a speech from the former Emir of Kano, that is Senusi Lavido Sanusi, where he talked about the Almajiri system as I think the conclusion of what he said is that Almajiri has become an escape route for parents, irresponsible parents who would give birth to their children and would not want to take responsibility for their children. So it's like um now, according to him, it's like if you if you give birth to a child, you keep on giving birth to children that you cannot take care. And rather than you making sure that their welfare is being catered for, you would rather want to you know send them to Almaty camps. There you know that probably there's a malam somewhere who takes care of these children. Do you see it like that? Yeah, that's exactly what I read about the Almaty system, and. Hmm. To me, it's a very difficult one to end. Okay, according to Sanusi, many people are taking advantage of the system, yes. taking off responsibilities. You see someone selling cola nuts on the streets. Yes. Not earning up to 500 naira a day, having 20 children. How can it get after them? Yeah. This true. result, sending them out, taking off responsibilities, all in the name of Almaty. So to me, it's the way people have taken advantage of the system. It's making the system bad and it's really giving a bad image of the Almagic system. Yeah, so away from Almagic system, what is it that from inside of you connects you with these children? Is it that every time you see them, they appeal to the compassionate part of you? Or is it your quest to change the world? And you know, I'm just curious because a lot of people see these boys on the streets, right? And some of people even chase them away. Some people treat them as if they are lesser humans. And you know, honestly, I have not really had a thought where I should probably have like a school or a camp for these boys to just come and, and you know, eat food, learn, and you know, get a mentality. You know, would I say check or like change their mental attitude or anything? But like you're doing it. Mm. What is the drive? What is motivating you? Um, what motivates me is I just say this: every every child matters. The same if I have a child today, the same way I treat the child should be the same way I should treat other children. If I want my child to go to the best school, if I want my child to be educated, it's the same way I should want other children to be educated. And it's also my quest to contributing my own quota in having an ideal society. I just want to know, like, how has been the journey so far? Like, I, I saw, saw pictures of you with these children. Uh, well, if you're watching this on YouTube, I will upload those pictures for you to see, yeah? So I saw pictures of you with these children, like, ah, you took them out for Salah. <laughs> yeah. So how has been the journey so far? Yeah, the journey so far, man. I remember the first day we started the project, the very first day that I, when when we gave them books, we told them to write their names 
I don't even if even if the condition is getting very that bad, they should be able to write a name. Man, it was worse than what I thought it was. It was really bad. Even if you pronounce E, they could not like they cannot pronounce the E wow. back. It was really bad. When I got that day, I was traumatized. I can imagine. <laughs> I said, I asked, I asked myself, Victor, can you really do this? Do you think this is a small, this is a small job? And I said, man, I can't just, I can't just put all the all in the effort and get to this point and quit. I have to just move and put in more effort and make sure this works out. Second week, third week, and we are, yeah, I think we are in the tenth week now. It's been amazing seeing these children. They are, I mean, I have never seen children that are so Aww. smart like these children. The students we are currently teaching. I mean, they are too smart. I mean, too smart. I can imagine, God, I can imagine hand living businesses for these children to handle. Oh my God, trust me, these children are one of a kind. They can recite A to Z perfectly oh, I'm well. So emotional right now. They can count one to sixty. The one time that okay, our class starts by nine and I was at the class by eight AM and the ones that were there, they were singing Capitalita so I was on earpiece and I did like I was not hearing them. God, they were they were so oh my god, they did everything so nice. I'm like, God, this is not like this is this is happening, like this is a reality. I said thinking of all those times where I was imagining this community and this is like so I can imagine having learning centers in various communities in various communities in other Nigeria. Trust me, these children want to learn. So where do you get your teachers from? So currently we have ten volunteers. Seven of them are teachers, three of them are media personnel. Now the seven of them we called for volunteers and we got response, people interviewed them, and that was how we got. So how sustainable is that? If I think if if we should continue with this with this drive, trust me, this is this is going to continue on and on and we're hoping to expand our reach to other Almagiris, having learning centers in communities that Almagiris are situated. So do they still do their Quranic school? Yes, sure. Our classes are Thursdays and Fridays. The Fridays is not not every not every Friday we have class with them, but every Thursday we have class with them, nine a.m. in the morning. Because in the Almajiri system, Monday to Wednesdays are the days they learn Quran. Then Thursdays are like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are like their free days. So now, do you camp them? Where do they live? They live in a small building at Anguarogo, okay. all of them. The Malams don't give them food, but the Malams just get a place for them to stay. If I share pictures of where these people stay, God, it's pathetic. Wow. All right, so I said that if I get it straight right, so these children have their camps where they live, and then, so they only come to school at your side on Thursdays and sometimes on Fridays, right? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Honestly, like I'm just thinking, imagine if every community has something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So we it's not like we're taking them out of the streets per se, but we are adding value to their lives. Yeah. Wow. 
adding value to their lives. Incredible. Well, we're almost running out of time, right? <laughs> this is like, I could go on and on with this conversation, honestly, because I feel like I've not gone deeper, right? But fortunately for us, <laughs> it's 25 minutes and the show run time is actually 25 minutes. But just before we let you go, right? I'd like to hear three wishes from you. Yes, so if you have this magic wand and you have to give three wishes, three wishes. First wish is I want to have um, Almajiri learning centers in all communities that Almajiri has situated, not just in just Plateau State, but in all northern states in Nigeria. We want to have learning centers and teachers. Yeah, that's one. All these communities and states. Second wish, we plan the, the, the future of the Almajiri project. We want to equip these children with vocational skills which we are already planning for anytime soon we won't start that even for um our the students we have in this learning center and your third and final wish third wish we want to build a learning center where even as we have learning centers in various communities we want to have a very big structured learning center in different states where these almajeris will come together maybe once in a week will be exposed to um, tech to be exposed to business to be exposed to a lot of vocational skills Wow. Let's just call you Daddy Almagiri. <laughs> they call me House of <laughs> Member representing Almagiri. But honestly, honestly, I admire what you do. I honestly admire what you do. And um, it's it's what's emulating. I'm just thinking, like, if we have this all over, actually, how much of a um, solution it will bring to us as a nation, especially the... Um, negativities that the nation is um, getting, receiving, inheriting, and you know, all the words you can get, right, from the Almagiri system. So true, yes, um, I agree that the Almagiri system is not bad, yeah. but the problem, as, as you said, as we've earlier established, is that most of these children, like, it's quite unfortunate that they are victims of parents who have turned out to be irresponsible right they yeah. were just give her to children and send them to the street or send them not rather to the street but to the mother which is not necessary which is not bad but how about having these children stay in their parents house and still attend islamic school which is what happens in families where the parents are educated or rich so to speak right so they get the benefit of both worlds yes okay Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I'm really grateful, Lucas. Thank you so much. Oh, I didn't get that part. Anyway, I said thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for having this particular conversation with me. I'm very much grateful. So, there's a custom, right? Every time I am interviewing any anchor, I have, like, let's call it a signature. Right? All right, so um, if you were an animal, okay. what animal would you be and why? Yay! <laughs> wow, I've never thought of this before. Ah, what animal? What animal? <laughs> God, what animal? Oh my, oh my God, this is a very difficult question now. <laughs> you know, say 
think I know I know animal they even call my head now. Animal? Um okay, if I if I say lion it's gonna look so normal and common. Everyone wants to be lion. Okay. Yeah, say your Okay, okay, no you okay, I'll okay, I would like to know your Lion. Why? Lion. <laughs> king of the jungle, ruling my world, king in my lane. Alright. Lions are very confident and they're not scared. Mm, shit. No wonder you're going to Angoro. <laughs> all right uh, thank you so much oh yes i'm supposed to tell you mine right Uh so if i were to be an annual i would be a bee like anyone who listens to this show knows that i am the baby bee 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 (laughs) okay Okay. why um first because i like to give shit and my shit is sweet you understand? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow, incredible. You don't mind me. I really, I really don't know uh, if I have any specific reasons, right? I just I just think that no. if I if I say it, people will think that I'm I'm I a mean person. Ticket. But you, you know, don't think you before. Ticket. So if person just give me any headache i could just stink you and pass yeah and <laughs> but that thing would be sweet <laughs> <laughs> well um actually if i'll be an animal i'll probably be either a bee or a snake uh-uh. <laughs> okay please tell me why i want to know why for this one <laughs> Well, um, snake probably because it's cunning, and I love the way their their skin looks. It's, it's beautiful, especially if you come close, and you know that's why they make bags and all those stuff with their skin because it's actually beautiful. And I like the way they crawl on the ground, like it's just slow, sleek, and you know, fine. Anyway, guys, not to scare anybody. <laughs> that <to> scare. <laughs> <I'm> scared already. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's yeah. such a pleasure. I hope we do this next time. Yeah. Next time, I would like to know you for you. So, you owe me a comeback. No problem. <laughs> uh-huh. Anytime. Alright. Uh-huh. Alright, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. See you again next time. Remember, this is on Zip Stories Africa, where we come every single time to listen, learn, and most importantly get inspired i am pretty sure that the story of what victor is doing with the streets children in just plato state is inspiring so yes if you have seen a child on the streets and you probably did not give him money or because you think that he's a dirty child or you think that um these children are like a maniac or maniacs or like they they are littering the streets and you know they should be put up and taken to somewhere well victor is showing us that there is something else that you can do to give value to each of those children because give it or take it if they have a choice these children will not be on the streets 
wraps it up. See you again next time. I am Sheffy, Sheffy, Sheffy Bello. And I'm hanging out with Victor Bello. But he's not my brother. Bye. <laughs>